It's no secret that the world's so-called wisdom lacks in just that, wisdom. They flail about trying to tell you what's best while ignoring that our maker made obvious the things that just make sense for our care as his women and the care of our babies, which he chose us as vessels to grow. It's no secret that often many of us mamas have more than one baby who are still well within the time that he intended us to be able to give them mother's milk, which is nature's perfect food, God's perfect food. Yet the world tells us to quit nursing the first in favor of the second. But again, is that what's best? Is anything the world tells us actually what's best? You probably already know the answer, but you might not know why. So let's get into it. Are you a Christian woman yearning for a beautiful, joyful pregnancy and birth with a focus on God, not medical tests? Are you worried the birth you want isn't possible and you're tired of being treated like an accident waiting to happen? Hey mama, I'm Lori, host of Your Birth, God's Way. I'm a certified nurse midwife now, but I wasn't always. After working for nearly 20 years in the broken maternity system, I too was in your shoes wondering how I could have the birth I wanted and that I felt God meant for me to have. I found a secret that has actually been known since the beginning of time. God's way is the best way. Spoiler alert, God made us and our babies and he knows us best. He designed us perfectly for pregnancy, birth, and nourishing our babies after birth if we work with his design and not against it. In this podcast, you'll learn how to be healthy and have joy during this time of life that will be over before you know it. So if you're ready to reclaim your birth and your babies for his glory, go turn on a few episodes of Bluey for that little one on your hip so you can put the focus back on you for a few minutes with me. It is review time. This is the time of each episode that I get to share with you what one of you wonderful listeners has taken the time to tell me that they think about the podcast. And I want you all to know I hear every one of them. I read every one of them and I appreciate every one of them. And if you haven't left me one, I would love for you to be the next that I read. So take a second, hit pause, go leave me a five-star written review. You click the little fifth star first and then just write a little something in there to tell me what you think about it. And it helps me so much. This week, I'm going to read one who is, their screen name is, I don't really know what it is. It's probably like a first initial and a last name, but I can't really tell. So I'm not even going to try. But it says, the the subject says, so encouraging. Grateful to have found Lori's podcast. There are other podcasts that discuss natural birth, but not from a Christian perspective. This is exactly what I was looking for, and I feel encouraged and empowered along my pregnancy journey. The medical system can be intimidating And Lori's podcast has given me the confidence I needed. I thank you so much for taking the time to leave me that review. And yes, the medical system can be intimidating. And our topic today is one that, let's just be honest, they're just flat out misinformed about. They don't understand it and they really don't know how to help you. So today I hope that I'll be able to help you so that you'll be ready should you find yourself with more than one baby at once who both are still well within the age that they can be nursed. Now, if you haven't heard, next Tuesday, I'm going to be hosting an intensive workshop all about breastfeeding. It's going to go over everything you know to get a solid start or maybe even a solid continuation of your breastfeeding journey. It is for moms who haven't had their babies yet, moms who already have their babies, maybe moms who aren't even pregnant right now, but just want to have a good foundation. Don't think that it's too early. It's not. The more that you can learn early the more likely you're going to still remember it because once you have that baby, 
you are tired. <laughs> you got a lot of stuff going on. That's not the time to learn. Furthermore, as we all know, time flies when you're pregnant. And so you just keep saying, oh, I'll wait till next month. I'll wait till month after that. I've got plenty of time. And before you know it, there's that baby. You also never know, you know, what might happen. The baby may come at 35, 36, 37 weeks. You still want a nurse, but you haven't had time to take the class yet. Go ahead and take it now. Get it done. Get the knowledge under your belt. You'll get a replay. And you're also going to have several recommendations for different books to maybe have as backup information that will help you should you hit any, um, shall we say, speed bumps along the way. But you're also going to learn so many tips and tricks during the course to help you should things not go smoothly. And even if they do go smoothly, it's still a little weird the first time you do it. It's still a little awkward. There's a lot of stuff to learn. So I highly encourage you to not just believe that it's just going to come to you. Unfortunately, many of us mamas just think, eh, I'll figure it out. But when you got a hungry baby screaming at you because they're ready to eat right now and you can't quite figure out where to put them or how to position them or what you need to do first, it gets really stressful really quick. And the temptation of just... It's just one bottle. The vulnerability of that moment of your baby needs something right now and you can't quite figure out how to do it, it's easy for it to take over. And so I just highly encourage you to have already done lots of preparation. And this course is going to give you that preparation so that you're going to have a great chance to get off to a good start. We're going to talk about that a little bit more at the end. But if you want to go ahead and check it out now, the website is yourbirthgodsway.com slash breastfeed. Over there, you're going to find more details and information about how to sign up. And remember that today, this day, if you were listening to the podcast on the day that it's published, which is October the 17th, a Tuesday, today is the last day to get 10% off the course with promo code EARLYBIRD. So don't put it off. I know how mama brains work because I have one. <laughs> you forget stuff. You get busy. You say you'll do it later. And then you wake up at three o'clock the next morning and realize, oops, you forgot and it's too late. Don't let that happen to you. Go ahead and get signed up now. If you want to hit pause, I'll be right here waiting for you when you come back because today we've got a great topic that's all about breastfeeding in a special circumstances. If you are still nursing when you get pregnant with your next baby, what a blessing that is because that means you've made it. You didn't quit at two weeks. You didn't quit at three weeks. You've made it. Your baby may decide to wean during your pregnancy. Lots of babies do. One of mine did. But if they don't, guess what? That's also a blessing. It's a beautiful thing. And lots of mamas are like, ah, what, I'm gonna, what am I going to do? And I totally get that. So today we're going to work through some of that of the what am I going to do? I've got two babies that want to nurse at the same time. It's a beautiful, busy time of life. You know, we believe that in Bible times, babies were not weaned early like they are in all, our culture. An example of where we can kind of get a little bit of insight into this in the Bible is when Hannah dedicated her son Samuel to God. You remember that Hannah was promised a baby or Hannah was praying for a baby and she promised God that if he gave her a baby, she would dedicate him to service to God. And she kept that promise. But Hannah kept Samuel with her until the time that he was weaned. And when he was weaned, he took her to the, or she took him to the temple. So if she was weaning this baby at six months or seven months or eight months, that wouldn't make very much sense because he wasn't ready at that point to go to the temple and start service to God. He was still a baby. So most likely he was a little boy by then, probably at least three, maybe four years old, if not older. We believe that back in Bible times that they were probably nursing 
well into maybe at least the third, maybe even the fourth or fifth years. That was normal back then. Now, it was not their only source of of nutrition, obviously, just like now. If you're nursing a baby that's a year, two years old, they're getting other foods. We know that, but they're still getting the comfort of mom and also that nutrition and immune and the immune properties that they get from mom that they can't get anywhere else. I got the honor of tandem nursing when I had my second baby. So AJ was about 20, I'm trying to think, 21 months old, I believe, when Ruby was born. And we never skipped a beat, honestly. It just went smooth. Um, Ruby got here. She started nursing. AJ kept on nursing when he wanted to, and he nursed until he was about 25 and a half months old, I believe it was. So a little bit past two years old. There was no problems with it. I've got some sweet little pictures of me nursing both of them at the same time. And honestly, it was a lot easier than I really thought it would be. We only had one problem, if you even want to call it that. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later because it was one that initially I didn't even recognize. And so I want to share it with you so that if it happens to you, you don't miss it too. Okay. Then when I found out I was pregnant with my third baby with Abby, who just turned six this past weekend, I can't even believe it's been that long. When I got pregnant with her, Ruby was a little different. My sweet Ruby is a little different in a lot of things. And around 15 months old, she decided that she didn't want to nurse anymore. I guess I was pregnant around her. She was around 11 or 12 months when I found out I was pregnant. And so a couple, two, three months later, she decided she was done. Ironically, that was the time, or maybe not ironically, that was the time that we started drinking unpasteurized milk. She loved it. And so she started taking raw cow's milk in a bottle and went to town with it. I mean, she just drank it and drank it and drank it and loved it and never had a problem. And so it was really no big deal. She just decided she was done. There was no drama and she was done. I don't know if maybe my milk taste changed. Some people say that it does. Of course, I can't tell you that because I wasn't the one drinking it. But for some reason, she decided she was done. And honestly, it was okay with me because I was a little irritated by that point. I was sore. She had teeth. It just wasn't going quite as smoothly anymore at that point. And I was afraid that I wouldn't want to nurse when Abby got here because I was afraid I would be just kind of irritable about the whole thing. So it worked out great because I got a little bit of a break until Abby arrived, who then was born and nursed for four years, (laughs) a long four years. So we had some great breastfeeding relationships in our home. I've been helping mama's breastfeed since 2000 and trying to think 2004 and 2005 was back when I very first started helping moms breastfeed when I was in the Navy working in a mother infant unit then of course breastfed my own so I've got tons and tons of experience both firsthand as well as secondhand to help you understand how this all works all right so the benefits let's look at the benefits of nursing two babies it's called tandem nursing in most places There's different names. We'll call it tandem nursing just for simplicity's sake. You may not be aware, but the World Health Organization, which you probably know isn't my favorite, but on some things they actually nail it. They actually don't recommend weaning until after two years old. So, you know, while some people tell you start weaning at six months, the WHO tells you to wait until after two years. And that's likely because your immune system is not fully developed until after that two-year mark. Now, even then, obviously, we know that you're still developing throughout your life as you see new things and your body's starting to adjust to new things so that you have the immune properties moving forward. 
But the thought is that the kind of foundational immune system that is yours and it's ready to run on its own really isn't done until about two years old. Of course, it's no secret that studies have shown better intelligence and better vocabulary for babies who have been breastfed, but specifically for babies who are tandem nursed together, it's been found that there's a better bond between those children who have nursed together. The continued bond is also there for you and your older baby to reduce jealousy. You know, we all worry about when that next baby comes along, if the older baby's going to have jealousy issues. But when you have that continued bond through nursing, it helps the baby to know that he or she is still special. You're not forgetting about them. They don't have to be jealous. They're still getting that special time with you. Another nice benefit of tandem nursing is it can help with engorgement, especially in those early days, because it helps to kind of balance things out because you've got much more milk being taken out than with just one baby. Some moms find that they have what's called a fast letdown, like that milk just spews out and newborn babies can have trouble with that because it's just coming too fast. So in that case, the older baby can kind of help mitigate that. They can nurse when it's flowing so fast and then the baby, the younger baby can nurse when it's slowed down a little bit. And of course, there are immense continuing health benefits for both babies. But how are you supposed to do this? How do you juggle these two people who are both trying to get at your chest, often at the same time? Well, let's look at first how physically it's done inside of your body. Some believe that there's just no way you could make enough milk for two babies, you know, especially if you're a mom maybe who has heard that a friend, a mom, someone wasn't able to produce enough milk for one baby. Maybe you're like, well, there's just no way I could do this for two babies. But here's what you got to understand. Breastfeeding is a supply and demand system. Take your brain back to your economics classes back in school, supply and demand. As, as the demand for any product, any service goes up, you increase the supply to meet it. Then if demand goes down, you decrease the supply to meet the dropping demand. When you have two babies nursing, obviously there's a double demand on your system and your body, which creates the milk through this supply and demand system, increases its productivity. It increases the supply greatly because it recognizes that there is this huge demand for lots of milk right now. So it works just like a supply chain. It works just like an economic system should work. So knowing that, let's look at how we manage logistically. Okay. First of all, Obviously, this new baby, this brand spanking new baby who just came out is going to need first priority. And why is that? Well, because any second baby is going to be at the very least nine months old, hopefully more like a year and a half or two years old by the time that that baby, the new baby comes around. By that point, they're taking in nutrition from food sources. They're getting all kinds of other sources for their calories. So they don't have to have your milk. Yes, you want them to have it. Yes, they need it for immune properties, but it is not what is sustaining their life at this point usually, okay? Your baby, on the other hand, your brand new baby, is relying on you 100% for all of his or her calorie needs, especially that colostrum, which, believe it or not, your body will transition over and start creating colostrum again for this new baby. And that colostrum is what your baby needs. It seals that baby's gut, 
It helps their immune system to start to form. It gives them the calories that they need in a small amount because their babies, their bellies are so tiny in these first few days. It is very, very important that especially in that first day or two that the new baby gets the priority. That doesn't mean that you can't nurse the older baby at all in those days, but first baby or new baby gets priority. How can you do that? Things like this. Maybe in those first few days, if your, ba- your, if your older baby's around, sometimes, you know, they might be at grandma's or your sister's or something like that. But if they're around and they're wanting to nurse, you might have to tell them maybe a little bit later. You might want to always let that new baby nurse first and then if they, then let the older baby have a little bit at the end. But even in those first few days, I wouldn't overdo it. I would just, you know, kind of just help them to understand that mom is really, really tired and we're trying to adjust, still love on them, still give them a little milk, but new baby gets priority. Now, I don't remember how far along in our journey we were before I first nursed both babies at the same time. But I want you to realize that that actually is an option. God gave you two breasts. You can nurse two babies at once. Obviously, also, if you have twins, you're going to have to nurse two babies at once. You can do that. Especially in those very first days, you're probably going to need a little bit of help. Just somebody to hand you the babies, maybe put pillows under your arms and things like that, because it's a little hard to juggle too. You'll learn how, believe it or not, it'll get to where it's a second nature. It won't even be a thing. But at first, it's a little bit of a thing, especially if you're sore, you're exhausted, you don't know where you left this or that that you need. You just need a little bit of help logistically, but you can nurse two at once. You just put one baby on each breast. If you're always nursing them both at the same time, then just alternate which one is on which side each time. Or if you might decide you want to nurse at different times, maybe you want to nurse baby at one time and the toddler later so that you have some special time just with the toddler and then just with your new baby, that's okay too. One thing you'll want to keep in mind though is you want to make sure that that baby isn't always getting that thinner um, foremilk where there's not quite as much nutrient density. That's where you get the hydration and the liquid, more, more liquid portion of the milk. So what you're going to want to do to make sure that the new baby is getting plenty of the hind milk where the thicker fattier milk is where they're going to put on the weight that they need to help them to thrive. You want to make sure that you're putting the baby on the breast that the toddler nursed on first. And that's because then they're going to pull some of that hind milk first, then switch them and make sure they're still getting the the, uh, hydration as well. I hope that makes sense without me having to go into a full (laughs) anatomy lesson on how breastfeeding works in this particular lesson. We will go into that definitely in the course. So if you want to learn about how your breasts make milk and all the consistencies and all the composition, that's going to be covered in the course. So definitely go sign up so that you get get that information. But for the purpose of this episode, just understand that the milk that's in the back is where the fat and the, the bulk part of what you need your baby to put on the milk and to chunk up that's where it is. And so you're going to need to sometimes put that baby on the breast that the toddler just nursed so that they can get that good fatty substance. If they're always just drinking the four milk, they're going to get plenty of hydration and plenty of volume, but not as many of the calories and the fat that they need. The old baby, the older baby, she's not old, obviously, or he's not old, but the older baby is going to have to deal with some adjustments. And I know that's hard, 
but it's just going to have to happen because the new baby is going to have to take priority. So just understand in this time of kind of figuring it all out, it's okay to tell the older baby later. And if later doesn't come or if there's a little bit of a space, maybe they skip one meal in order to for you to have more time or one nursing in order for you to have more time with the baby, that's okay. And you need to be easy on yourself, mama, and know that this is a time of transition for everybody. And that older baby is still going to know that you love it and it's not going to feel like you don't. You've got to prioritize that new baby, though. That new baby is relying on you for everything. So you've got to make sure that you put that first. Now, let's touch on twins just a little bit. I mentioned that a minute ago. But can you nurse twins? And the answer is, of course you can nurse twins. Forget the world's knowledge. Twins survived for many, many years before formula was a thing. So this is not some new novel thing. Yes, it's harder than one, obviously, but it's certainly easier than carrying bottles and formula and water and all the things for two babies. It's also easier to not have to completely lose your mind and stress out if there are supply chain issues where you can't get a hold of formula and now you have two babies, you need double the amount. The stress that that brings on a mom is unfathomable. So when you're breastfeeding, you don't have those problems. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of work on that front end, figuring out the logistics of nursing two newborn babies that both 100% need you for their nutrition supply. Yeah, it's, it's work. But I promise you, if you put in the time, that work and that time curve is going to drop and it's going to be easier than you really imagine. And it's certainly easier than carrying bottles and all the things that I just mentioned for two babies. So put in the time. Put one on the left and one on the right, and then next time flip them and do the opposite so that they're each getting both sides and you're balancing out and they're all learning and you're learning and it's a beautiful thing. Just make sure you got help because obviously the logistics of it is really where the hard part comes. And that's what I want to talk about next is the logistics. The logistics of nursing two babies, pillows. (laughs) You need pillows. You need lots of pillows because you've got to keep yourself comfortable. And that's one of the things I always tell mamas who are nursing You have to remember that that little minor discomfort in your back that you feel when you very first start nursing, when you're hunched over your baby, is going to be a back ache later on tonight, and it's going to be back pain tomorrow, and it's going to be intolerable by the next day. You've got to take the time to take care of yourself and get yourself comfortable because the baby will come to you and the baby will learn how to nurse in just about any position, but you're going to hurt. So get yourself comfortable and then bring baby to you. Once you get the baby latched, stuff pillows under joints, under elbows, under arms, under babies, under wherever there's a gap. Dads, this is a great place for you or sisters or moms or grandmas. Help mama stay comfortable. Once she gets that baby latched on, ask her, where do you feel like you need some pillows stuck? And then stuck one there. Have lots of pillows. That's that's the biggest probably logistical tip I can give you. The second logistical tip is just to make sure you have assistance. At first, you're going to need somebody around. You're, even if you want them just in the next room to where you can holler at them, if you want to have privacy, that's fine. But you want to have somebody nearby if you realize you've forgotten something, if you can't quite figure out where to put your hands, whatever, you want to have some assistance. So let's talk about a few positions that you can use logistically for for nursing two at once. You can always do a reclining position. That's where you kind of lay back and they are almost on top of you. I know this seems counterintuitive, especially if you've all you've ever seen is people do the cradle holds. 
cradle hold is actually not one of the best holds. It is a hold, and I actually am gonna to touch on it in a minute, but it's not always the best for a good deep latch. So you can look up reclining holds. You can also do a dual football hold. Think about how a wide receiver carries or a, a, a running back carries the football. They kind of tuck it up under their arm. This is the football hold. You think of the tip of the football as being your baby's head and you just kind of guide it to your breast. You can do that on both sides to where you have two babies under your arms, kind of like footballs in their heads being guided up to your breast. That's another option. Or you can have maybe one in football hold and one in cradle hold. That way the legs of one are going kind of around behind you and the legs of the other are going across you. So they're not all getting tangled up and kicking each other and things like that. That's just three ideas. There are probably countless other ones, but those are just three to get you started. A little bit of a cautionary note that I want you to understand and I want you to give yourself permission to be okay with. Being touched out as a mom is a thing. If you're listening to me and you already have a baby, you know this. There comes a point where you're just like, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't be touched anymore, right? I need a break. I need to breathe. Being touched out is a thing. You can put off your toddler and tell them later. You are not going to cause permanent psychological damage by skipping a feed here or there and telling them that we'll nurse a little bit later. That's not lying to them. That is just putting them off a little while so that you can breathe and maintain your sanity because it can cause you to completely just want to lose it over little things when you are all touched out and you're just starting to feel a little claustrophobic. It is okay. That doesn't mean you're putting them off forever. You're just getting yourself a little bit of time to recover and have a minute to yourself when someone is not touching you, right? You can always offer other alternatives. Like in my case with Ruby, we gave her raw milk in a bottle and she was happy. And that eventually led to her being completely weaned. Now, you don't have to go that far. You can just say here, just have a little bit of this milk for now. Or maybe if you've pumped some in the past, you can put that in a bottle from, for the older baby and just say, mama needs a break right now. Here's some milk and they will be okay. Remember for a toddler, again, they are nursing more for comfort than for nutritional requirements. They do definitely get nutrition, but it's not their primary goal. Once they know how to walk up, especially when they know how to walk up to mama to get milk, at that point, they're coming to you for the comfort that you bring. And that's a great thing. And it's a beautiful thing. But they can't always come first if you are at a point where you need to breathe. Because you have to maintain your sanity. You have to be able to go on and nurse that new baby tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. And so sometimes there's going to come a point when you're going to have to tell them no. And that is okay. Just give yourself permission to do that. Tell them maybe in an hour, maybe, you know, at bedtime, whatever you feel okay with. But be okay with taking a minute for yourself so that you can keep going. You might need to shorten your sessions with the toddler. Maybe you need to lessen them. Maybe they were nursing six times a day and now you're going to go down to four. Maybe they were nursing for 10 minutes at a time and you're going to go down to five minutes. You can decide what works best, what your baby's going to be able to deal well with or your toddler's going to be able to deal well with and what you're going to be able to deal well with. It's, it's going to be okay. You are loving them so much by even continuing. You are doing so much more than most mamas do. So be easy on yourself. And love yourself enough to give yourself a minute if you need it. Breastfeeding overall is such a joy. And it pains me that so many mamas in our culture are robbed of this experience in one way or another. 
But one of my great honors and passions in life is helping mamas establish this breastfeeding journey in a way that is long lasting. If you want to have the best chance for success, then you're going to want to keep listening. Because again, next Tuesday, next Tuesday, I am hosting an intensive breastfeeding workshop for mamas who are pregnant, who have already had their babies, or even mamas who want to have babies and nurse them someday. I promise you it is never too early to start learning those lessons that I learned as a nurse when I was helping other moms know how to nurse. Those lessons stuck with me 15 years later down the road when I was finally nursing my own. I remembered the things that I was taught back then that then I taught other mamas 15 years ahead. It is never too early to start learning. Once your baby is here, it is so much harder to learn, especially especially if we're doing the second baby. It's going to be so much harder to remember these things. You're going to get much be much more likely to get frustrated. It's when you're tired, when you're overloaded, overwhelmed, having a little trouble. It's so hard to learn then. The stress of the right now, this baby that's screaming on you at you wanting milk right now, on top of the sleep deprivation and the exhaustion from birth, it's it's just about too late to learn at that point because you're going to end up giving into that bottle because you just don't have it in you to try to figure it out when you're you're worried about your baby. Your baby's crying, your baby wants food right now, and you can't quite figure it out because you kept putting off, taking the class, and you ran out of time. You need to have these tools in your bag long before it's time for that first latch. You'll remember more than you think you're going to remember, and you're going to have tips and tricks to fall back on for when the time comes. You're going to understand how the process works inside and outside, how the whole system works so that it makes sense to you in a way that you'll be able to apply. You've are, if you've already had your baby and you want to learn more, this class is also for you. Very few of the things we're going to talk about are only applicable to the first few days of life. Yes, we will talk about those first latches and we will talk about how to get it established. That will be part of it. But most of the skills we'll talk about can be applied at any stage of the journey. They will last long into your journey. So don't feel like, you know, if your baby's a week or two old and you're like, oh, why didn't you do this sooner? It's not too late for you. Please do join us. You will definitely learn things that will be helpful to you moving forward. You're going to walk away with all you need to know to make sure that your journey gets off on the right foot. So don't wait. Don't make excuses. This world tells you that it's no big deal to bottle feed. And they also tell you that "Eh, it comes naturally. This isn't hard. And it is natural and it's not hard, but every now and then you have some trouble and having tools in your toolkit to help you get through any bumps in the road. God made you to nurse your babies and no one can duplicate what he made perfect. He has equipped you and he has brought you to this podcast for a reason. So please don't skip out on this opportunity. He is putting the tools in your hands All you got to do is reach out and grab them. Now, today is the last day to get 10% off of the course. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday, October the 17th, the day this was published, you better go sign up now before you forget. I have priced the course so that anyone can afford it, either with a one-time payment or a low payment plan. But today it'll be even more affordable. So don't miss out. Let me help you make sure you're well-equipped to feed your baby God's way. Head over to yourbirthgodsway.com.
com slash breastfeed. And don't forget today to use that promo code early bird, all one word, early bird promo code to get 10% off, but that ends today. So don't wait. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen and I'll see you back here next week. Real quick, if today's episode blessed you in any way, would you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a quick five-star written review? It'll take you less than a minute, but it's the best thank you you can give me. And it will help my show to reach more mamas just like you so we can all find God's best for our families. I'll see you right back here in a few days.